Welcome to the Spirit of Prophecy Church. Our topic this morning is Subdue the Earth. Lord, I ask you to give Lou your anointing, fill his mouth and his heart with your words and help us to understand and receive them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Apostle Stan. Morning, church. Morning. All s- seven of you. <laughs> and online. Good morning. Bless the Lord. Okay, so here's our topic, subdue the earth. And are we supposed to um, rule and reign with Christ? Amen. I heard one amen. Only is going to heaven. <laughs> we are. Okay, Revelation, Apostle Stan's favorite book, uh, 5.10. And hast made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. We're supposed to reign on the earth. When is that going to happen? When Jesus comes, or when we die, or or now. There's Tony. We're supposed to reign now. We don't have to die and go to heaven to reign with Christ, right? We can reign right now. Yeah. Are we supposed to work miracles? I heard one amen, two amens. We are supposed to work miracles. Now, uh, i got to tell you the story here. Jesus rebuked his disciples, and if you haven't heard God's voice, but you want to, be careful what you ask for, because you just might get it. Yeah, I've heard it before, myself. I'm stuck. I'm stuck. I didn't really want to tell this story. Here's Jesus rebuking his disciples. See, we want to hear God's voice, but... He doesn't always say things we want to hear all the time. How many of you know that? I know it. <laughs> He's not smiling. I'm stuck again. Maybe the Lord wants me to uh, sit here a while. Okay, here's the story. Matthew eight twenty four through 27. And behold, there arose a great tempest or storm in the sea, insomuch as the ship was covered with the waves, but he was asleep. God's sleeping. And his disciples came to him and woke him up, saying, Lord, save us, we perish. They were afraid that they were going to sink. And Jesus said unto them, Why are ye fearful, O ye of little faith? You know, he didn't even get up before he said that. He's laying in the boat, and he scolded them. And then he arose, and he rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. But the men marveled, you know, saying, What manner of man is this? Even the winds and the sea obey him. Well, they're supposed to obey us too. Jesus made it very clear that the wind, the water, the fire, the earth, they're not supposed to hurt us. And we watch the news periodically. I don't give it much weight because uh, they miss it so many times. But if they happen to say there's a hurricane coming, headed for your direction, I say, thank you for letting me know, but it's not coming to my house. So I don't put any weight on that. I just speak to the atmosphere, and it obeys. And that's the way it's supposed to. So do we not see fires today? We do, don't we? Uh, All these forest fires are burning down. Uh, We see earthquakes. Uh, We had one in Honduras, I believe, when we were there. They told me. I didn't feel it, but they said we had one. Uh, Volcanoes and hail and drought and 
the list goes on, doesn't it? Well, we have authority over those things. We're supposed to have dominion over all the elements, are we not? I heard a few amens there. I know people that don't believe that we have power over the physical. They think the physical is what runs the world. And uh, the invisible things, that's what runs the world, spirits. And there's good spirits and bad spirits. And uh, the Holy Ghost, if you walk with him, he will control the things around you in a good way. Do I have a scripture for this that we have authority over these things? I think we do in John fourteen twelve. Verily, verily, or truly, truly, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, Shall he do also? And the key thing here is believe. And so if you look up here, I am what you call a believer. I believe that I have authority and power over the elements. And if you don't believe that, well, don't try. It's not going to work for you. But because I believe it, it works. Uh, I, I see the Lord do all kinds of things. I'll have a lawnmower that won't start. I'll get down on my knees and pray for the lawnmower and crank it and then guess what it fixed itself <laughs> it starts and runs so I see that all the time but you have to believe if you believe it it will work and then he says greater than these uh, greater works than these shall you do because I go to the father so we're supposed to be doing what he did and even more amen supposed to but it ain't gonna work if you don't believe that's where it all starts, believe. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. This, this is a good scripture to memorize right here. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. What is the correct rendering of this? I'm glad you asked. I'm going to tell you the way I see this scripture. If ye shall demand anything in my name, I will do it. I don't almost ever pray. Once in a while I will pray and ask the Lord for something. But I do a lot of demanding and commanding because I'm out on the battlefield. I don't ask the Lord to get stuff out of my way. I just command it out of my way. And I let the holy angels that hearken to the voice of God do the dirty work. I speak it and they do it. And so I don't pray. I command and demand. So I suggest you stop praying and start demanding and uh, see how the Lord will answer your prayers. I think you'll get more done this way. Amen? This is not a new gospel. We are to have complete control and authority over all the elements. <laughs> yeah, Mrs. Young says, if you believe. Amen. Okay, so what is it to demand? Insistent and preemptory... Request made as if by right. I know I'm a son of God. I have a heritage. I have rights. Demand brusquely, like Bruce Lee. Brusquely, markedly short and abrupt. This is kind of the way I see myself. Soon you ever find that I'm short and abrupt? No she said no comment. Oh, she, she's uh, all proxy for, yes, yes, I do. Blunt in manner or speech, often to the point of ungracious harshness. Does that fit me, Mrs. Young? Yes. 
No comment. I can't believe it. You're missing your opportunity. <laughs> missing the opportunity there. There, There's Bruce Glee in blunt, short to the point, which I've been accused of quite recently. <laughs> kind of like Jesus rebuking his disciples for unbelief. All right, Genesis 1. 28, and God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and do what? Are we supposed to subdue the earth? Scripture says we are. Have dominion. Do you think the church nowadays has subdued the earth? Yeah, I don't think so. Do you think they know they have dominion over it? I don't think so. Uh, it says, over the face of the sea, I am an awesome fisherman. I don't, I mean, I'm talking about rod and reel, hook, worm, all that. I can catch fish. The way I catch fish is I go out, throw out my bait, and then I pray. And guess what happens? The fish start biting my hook. So I pray them fish into the boat. But uh, I gave up fishing sold my boat, and uh, I fish for men now. But if you want to catch fish, pray, and uh, you'll, you'll get a big, fat stringer full of them. But where it says, uh, have dominion over the fish of the sea, that's not just over the fish, that's over the sea that contained the fish. And over the fowl of the air, that's not just the birds that fly in the air, that's over the air, the atmosphere. And over every living thing that moves upon the earth. That includes snakes and scorpions. And uh, I don't have any personal vendetta against rat snakes. They can run all over my property. They're good critters to have around eating the rats. But if I find one in my chicken coop, I just keep a shovel on the wall and whoosh, he loses his head. He's not to be in my coop eating my chicken eggs. So I have dominion over those critters and if they leave me alone they can stay alive but if they come on my turf they are not allowed amen earthquakes and whirlwinds in greek is seo it means commotion of the elements do we have commotion of the elements just watch the evening news there's always something going on that's bad so subdue means to conquer and bring to subjection, to overpower by force. And when I see this description, I think of uh, the scripture that says, From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and violent men and women take it by force. You know, you can't go to the evil devil and say, Mr. Devil, will you please move aside? Because I know Luke ten nineteen. And you're supposed to get under my feet. You know, he just laughs. You know, he don't go anywhere. So we have to beat the hell out of him, right? That's why when I pray, uh, it's really not praying. I'm demanding and commanding and screaming at the devil. And uh, after a few hours of that, I can't talk. I lost my voice. I yell at the devil. I tell him how high and what color and where to go. And, uh, you know, I take it by force. Uh, bring... <laughs> uh, 
bring under mental and physical control. I speak to a lot of Christians that call me. I need help. I'm hearing voices. In fact, uh, Apostle Stan goes, if y'all are hearing voices in Honduras, come see this guy. And I had about five people come up go, I hear voices. So it's real. Uh, we're supposed to put them under our feet. Anyway, you get the idea. We're supposed to be subduing the earth. In the garden, we lost our authority and dominion. How did they do that? Come on, church. They sinned. How did they sin? They ate. Yeah, see? And uh, in the end times, it says they'll be eating and drinking, marrying, giving in marriage. You know, eating is not a sin, but it can be a sin. And so if you're overeating, that's called surfeiting. And that is sinning. Yeah, the ladies got it. Yeah, I didn't eat any bread this morning. In the garden, we lost our dominion. Here we go. See, they ate. So eating can be a sin. But Jesus gave it back to us. Hallelujah. Amen. Here's a scripture that we uh, get a crush Satan under a foot. Luke ten nineteen says, Behold, or looky here, as they say in Texas. I give you, I've given you authority over all the power of the enemy, enemy, the enemy, and you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them under our feet. We're supposed to tread on them, right? Turn them into mashed potatoes, snake and scorpion goo. That's what I do. Scorpion goo. Oh, I like this one. Uh, the devil whispered in my ear, you're not strong enough. Uh, to withstand the storm. You're not good enough. You're not righteous enough. Uh, how many of you heard that voice? Yeah, I see some hands go up. Uh, this is not me here. It says, today I whispered in the devil's ear. Well, I don't whisper. I scream in his ear. I am a child of God. I am a man of faith. I am a warrior of Christ, and I am the storm. And you know, Leslie got her rear end kicked years ago by the enemy and wasn't going to get out of bed. And one day she realized she had to fight. And so she shouted, uh, devil, I'm back. And so that's what we have to do. And uh, it's a fight. So I'm not flying around on a cloud, playing my little harp or violin. I heard a new word yesterday in profit training, fluff. We need more fluff, Marcus. <laughs> I don't have that in my life. I don't have any fluff. we got to be the storm. I'm not on the cloud going like, uh, tra-la-la-boom-dee-ay, you know, kumbaya. That's not my world. So is this relevant for today? Subdue the earth? Yes. <laughs> well, here's a, a real ugly picture. This is the spirit that's going around. I'm not going to tell you the name of the spirit, but TG not right. I'll say that. TG not right. This spirit is global. You see, it's setting on the world, or it, whatever it is. It, it wants control of the world. This is pharmacia, drugs. We take more drugs in America than any country on the planet. Shouldn't be so. We should be healthy. Yeah, I think I said this and God bless them and God said unto them be fruitful and multiply 
and replenish the earth and subdue it. That's what we're supposed to be doing. To subdue the earth is to have control and authority over all of it. What is the earth? Earth, air, water, and fire. To subdue the earth is to control the elements. How are we going to do this? How? Sunni says, speak it, only by the Holy Spirit. And by prayer and fasting. Remember, there's a scripture that says this one comes out not but by prayer and fasting. Why does it say it that way? Because this one means a different level, not the little little baby buck private frog demons. Yes, Apostle Stan says he took that verse out of the NIV and many more verses too. So the NIV is your not inspired version. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Yeah, he says kindling. First, we must subdue our flesh. Uh-oh. I was told I have to subdue my mouth yesterday. God's voice spoke. I have a big mouth. Well, somebody has to. I guess I'll take the job. <laughs> when we have, I was quiet this morning driving into church, and soon he asked me, are you mad? I go, you know, when I'm quiet, when I'm talking, I'm told to shut up, and when I'm quiet, you think I'm mad. Excuse me. When we have the fruits of the Spirit, then we will be able to subdue the earth and rule the nation. See, that's what I really need. I need more fruit of the Spirit, like love. I need more fluff, Marcus. <laughs> John six twenty seven. Labor not for the meat which perishes, but for the meat which endures unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you after. Uh, for him hath God the Father sealed. Uh, pray I'm sealed. Invisible in the spirit. Or invisible in the flesh. But in the spirit they see I'm sealed. With the blood of the lamb. Amen. Amen. So man shall not live by bread alone. Got to have a little meat. Bread and meat. Meat and potatoes. Not uh, banana chips like we had in Honduras. Luke twenty four forty nine. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. This is uh, a lot of the downfall of the church. We don't wait till we have been endued with power. You know, there's two baptisms. The water, which is to get your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life, and then the Spirit, which is to give you strength so you can shift the atmosphere and subdue the earth. Amen? Two different baptisms. You need them both. Don't go out on the battlefield with your flesh because Satan will win every time. Acts 2, 3, And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it set upon each of them. The day of Pentecost, the Holy Ghost came down like a mighty rushing wind, and they all spoke in another language. That's what we need. That's what we need. We need the fire of God. 
to come against the enemy and to outsmart him and to go into the battlefield and be victorious and subdue the earth. Amen? Amen. More proof we can subdue the earth. Oh, goody. Malachi 4, 2 and 3. But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings, and ye shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall. Now, that's a good verse there. We're not supposed to be sick, right? You know, I caught a cold in Honduras because I wore myself out and screamed at the devil too much, but I still got a little lingering, but I'm overcoming, overcoming. I'm not sick, and you shouldn't be sick either. Healing in his wings, right? And you shall tread down the wicked. Yay! I think the church needs to hear that today. We're supposed to be treading down the wicked. Oh, we, we can't judge anybody. You know, we're supposed to tread down the wicked. How are we going to figure out if they're wicked or not if we don't judge them? For they shall be ashes under the soles of our feet in that day. Well, we know what day that is, but, you know, I say we don't have to wait for that day. Today is that day. If you know who you are in Christ and you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you can burn them critters down right now. Amen? How do we do it? How? How? Get off the milk diet and get on another menu. If you're a baby Christian, have some milk. If you've been here 30 years, get off your blessed assurance. Start growing and come into maturity. I just say it like it is. This is what gets me in trouble at my house. You know, I just say it like I see it. You know, and uh, I get my butt in a jam more than once. You know, it says, uh, i chasing those I love, right? So I guess God really loves me. Hallelujah! The Lord is looking for a group of people who are not only filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You know that you're loved because he gave you a wife to pray to. Yes, I know. It's a good thing. I love you, Suni. And you look nice today. Oh, she loves me more. I receive it. Thank you, Lord. And she's a good cook. <laughs> I'm, I'm almost completed my training. Oh, I, re, I, I take that back. I'm, I'm sure I have much more to learn, Suni. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I've been trained and then I die. You did a good job. Yeah, I know. I boy, have I? Yeah. <laughs> so I've been told. Oh my goodness, <clears throat> we're supposed to subdue the earth, not your husband. But who has been clothed with power upon their bodies? <laughs> now this this is what I call body felt salvation, where where we can walk through this life without being sick. You know, like COVID nineteen. Is not going to come to my house. Or if it does, it's not going to stick to me. It might come to my house, but I'll just say get out. Or any other disease. Showing the natural to explain the spiritual. Showing the physical to explain the invisible. That's what Jesus did when he taught parables. Talking about corn, wine, wheat, all those things. So they could have the 
visible explained to yeah parable to understand the invisible kingdom the spirit world that we can't see but it is very real and uh, John 1 8 I am the true vine and my father is a husbandman that means God's a farmer he's that's what a husband is he's a farmer every branch in me that beareth not fruit he taketh away and every branch that beareth fruit he purges which means he prunes it that if beats it, he says beats it. Yeah, they beat the wheat, uh, they prune the fruit trees, that it may bring forth more fruit. So, you know, how do I look today? I need more fruit. Well, I, I will agree with that. Uh, you know, but, uh, you, you know, I'll tell you, my dad... He knew how to prune a tree. I mean, it'd be way over my head. When he got done, it was a stump. We'd go like, he didn't prune it, he killed it. <laughs> but let me tell you, I've been pruned. So if I look good, you know, thank Mrs. Young. She's a good husbandman. So expect more fruit coming. You know, we got fruit trees on our property, and if you, here's what happens if you don't prune them. They produce so much fruit that the, the leaves will start bending down and touching the ground, and if you still don't prune them, they'll, the, the branch will just break off the tree because you got so much fruit. So you do have to prune those uh, trees. Uh, verse 3, Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Hallelujah. Amen. We're clean from the word. The word washes. For abide in me, and I in you, as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself. Amen. Except it abide in the vine, no more can ye, except ye abide in me. So, do I know that I can't do anything on my own? I've been told many times, so, of course, I've, of course I know that. <laughs> I'm 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 uh, I'm I'm talking about God. No, no, no. Soon he loves me. Soft and gentle. Yeah, God's voice has in my house has a Korean accent. <laughs> Verse five: I am the vine; ye are the branches. He that abides in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. Praise God! For without me, you can do nothing. Got to be connected to the king. Six, if a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gathereth them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. Okay, that's the day of the Lord. The angels make the harvest and cast in the tares to the fire. Verse seven, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will. Remember what I told you where it says, ye shall ask? What's it mean? Demand and command. So stop praying and start demanding. You know, I'm not saying like, I demand a car. I'm saying like, you evil devil, get out of my house. I demand it. You know, you got to know, you know, if you're on the battlefield fighting these evil devils, you, you demand it. 
Ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Thank you, Jesus. Herein is my Father glorified that ye bear much fruit. So shall ye be my disciples. Now, are we supposed to be bearing fruit? Yeah. Yeah, we are. No fruit or rotten fruit. No good. Training and equipping. We are training and equipping church here at Spirit of Prophecy Church. If you need some of this and you need it, just, you know, put the for sale sign in your yard. You move to Plano, Texas, and, and uh, you know, we're right here on Park and K. It's wonderful. <laughs> Ephesians four eleven. 14. And he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some teachers, pastors, and teachers. This is the fivefold. Fivefold. Fivefold offices. You're not all called to be in that, but you are all called to serve the kingdom and to produce fruit. And the uh, here's here's the reason for the offices, for the perfecting of the saints, the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. I know people, uh, you know, I invite them to church and they don't show up. I'm coming and they don't show up. But they need to come in. Uh, the scripture in Hebrews says, Forsake not the gathering of yourselves together as you see the day approaching. Well, if you haven't seen it, I'm telling you, the day is approaching. It's approaching closer today than it was last week. So get your blessed assurance in church and bring your family. And get perfected, get built up, learn how to fight and win, learn how to cast out demons, learn how to raise the dead. 13. Till we all come in the unity of faith, which we preached in Honduras. Be unified, because we're stronger together. Amen? If you want to get Satan to cut you out of the herd, he'll isolate you, and then he'll eat your lunch, and then he'll kill you. So we've got to come together. In the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man. There's where I'm headed, Sunni. The perfect man. <laughs> and then I die. Unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Well, I am working on it. I'm working on the perfect man. And the fullness of Christ. The perfect man. Doesn't that sound good? The perfect man? Soon he says, you don't like to hear the truth. Yeah. Okay. That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro. And carried about with every wind of doctrine. You know, there's a lot of wind of doctrines out there that's not Bible. For the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. You know where you see it? On all the media. Social media, television, radio. They're lying to us all the time. And what are we doing? Sucking it all in. Well, not me. I don't watch that stuff. Revelation 2.26, And he that overcometh and keepeth my works unto the end, to him will I give power over the nations. Do we have to die to get that? I don't think so. We're supposed to subdue the earth right now. 
And there we go, our enemy, Mr. 666. You know, who is Mr. 666? Well, they told me it was, you know, George Bush. They told me it was Trump. They told me it was Barack Obama. They told me it was Biden. You know, uh, yeah, none of the above. Anyway, don't worry about who. Just uh, be ready. We're born to rule the earth. Amen? Born to rule the earth. Here, I like this picture because no matter how big you think your God is, he's bigger than you think he is. He's bigger than that. And so here you see he's got the whole world in his three fingers. And uh, even that, he's uh, much bigger. I think we're coming to the end of this. Oh, here, keys, believe, crucify the flesh. Amen. Amen. Crucify the flesh, Sunni. Crucify the flesh. Produce faith, operate in faith. Produce fruit, operate in faith. I thought I wrote something down here. Uh, grab uh, Eric in my Bible. I think there's a sheet of paper I wrote something on. Uh, no, small sheet. No, not that. No, it's in my Bible. Maybe I didn't get it in the Bible. Uh, None of the above here. Okay, so we have to have faith. See if I can, Lord, give me recallability. Um, Hope. We have to have faith. So if you have, how do I want to say this? Faith in Jesus. Faith in Jesus. You have hope. But if you have faith of God, you know that when you make that demand, it's going to happen. And um, somebody open up your Bible to, I believe, Revelation 15, 14. See what that verse says. Or it's supposed to say something like faith of God. So if I'm right, that's what it's going to say. Are we supposed to have the faith of God? Revelation 15, 14. See what that says. 15, 14. There's no 15, 14. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The scripture I'm looking for says the faith of God. We're supposed to have the faith of God. You know, I don't pray on my own faith anymore because I know I don't have enough faith to raise the dead or get Justin out of the wheelchair, but I don't go on my faith anymore. I pray with God's faith, and if you'll do that, you'll see a lot more things get handled. So if anybody finds that, you can just interrupt me. These are the keys. Believe. You have to believe that God's word is true and that you are connected to the vine. He hears your prayers and he wants to answer them. Uh, Deliverance. I am a deliverance minister. There's no deliverance is not a uh, substitute for crucifying the flesh. We have to put our flesh under Subjection, yes. You know, I preach these messages and then maybe a week later I'll hear something like, did you listen to what you were preaching the other day? 
you might shoot a plant. Hey, that's a thought. I will. Crucify the flesh. Produce fruit. Operate in faith. Oh, I should have known this. What was it? Revelation 14, 12. Revelation 14, 12, brothers and sisters. Are we supposed to have the faith of God? It says, here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. We are supposed to have the faith of God. Read it and weep. So if you don't have it, change your thinking. Amen? Let me me say something else on on that. The the word in, in, in English, the word patience, means maybe hold your tongue, maybe... Don't don't say something. Don't, don't maybe judge. hold back or something. Like that. But in Revelation, the word patience means stick with Jesus. Here is the patience of the saints, and it says it twice in Revelation. And there's and it's saying it when it doesn't look too good for the saints. And he's saying, stick with me, stay with me, yeah. keep patience. Yeah, when they come to cut your head off, just say it's a good day to die. Right? I already been made that decision. I don't have to fear, nor should you. So, this is my message, subdue the earth. Any questions? Now's the time. Yeah, boy, I say she did. Jonathan has a question. Yes, sir. When can we start? When can we start? Well, we can start right now. Right today. Believe. you got to believe, you know. Let me tell you some of the things that happened in um, Honduras. So you're going to hear it next Sunday. Next Sunday we'll all be up here talking about it. But uh, I went to the last church I spoke at. Drove up a muddy hill. It, it had rained a little bit. And we didn't make it up the hill the first time. So, I mean, this was dark down the side of a, a mountain. We're backing up this man revving up the engine we finally sped and uh, overcame the hill got up to the top of the hill where the church was brand new church is four years old a hurricane wiped it clean and they rebuilt it man it looked nice great big steel beams everything brand new concrete walls i mean it's like built like a brick house anyway i went in there and preached and uh when i got done um I said, anybody that needs healing, come up. Well, half the church came up. So the first person I go, what's the deal? Uh, Back pain, I go. Here's how it's going to go down. Uh, We're going to do it according to God's word. Mark 16, 17, and 18 says, lay hands on the sick. They shall recover. It was a woman, so I wasn't going to touch the girl. Uh, She wasn't a girl. She was probably 30, 40 years old. I said, take your right hand, put it on your back where you hurt. She did. I said, according to God's word, be healed. And I said, take your hand off and check. She goes, wow, it's gone. I go, this is how simple it is. Who, who, who needs, uh, what do you need? They go, back pain. I go, how many got back pain up here? Four people go, we do. I go, y'all line up here. Bing, 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 bing. I go, y'all put your hand here. Touch yourself. Be healed. Check. 
I go, pain, no, pain, no, pain, no. I mean, instantly, just that fast. And uh, we're going on down. I think I got to the end, and guess what I had again? Back pain. I go, put your hand on your back, be healed, check. I go, well, and she didn't respond. She just started to cry. I go, where did it go? It just just that fast. So operating in the kingdom of God is not a difficult thing. Real easy to get your prayers answered when you do it the way the Lord wants you to do it according to his word. I don't have to pray long prayers. I just tell the devil who he is. He's always telling me who I am not. And I'm saying, shut your mouth. I'm a son of God. I tell him who I am. He's after my heritage, and I already know he's defeated. So do I have to take any lip off of him? No. I'm not afraid of him. I have authority over him. It's that simple, brothers and sisters. So get in the game. It's fun. And uh, you'll hear more about it next week. Same place next week, right here. Spirit of Prophecy Church, Plano, Texas. Don't be late. Thank you for coming. Welcome to Spirit of Prophecy Church. I mean, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, right? So our prayers are answered. It's a wonderful day. What is going on? Well, she dropped her tomato. I think it was. Sorry. Retake. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay, baby. This is the comedy moments of Spirit of Posse Church. I never know what's going on because nobody's paying attention to me anyway. Everybody's eyes right here. Right here. Not there. I know they're cuter, but stop. Just look at me. No. <laughs> All right, so I forgot what I was saying, but it is a beautiful day in the neighborhood. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood to hear at Spirit of Prophecy Church. So come and join us. You'll have a lot of fun at this church. So if you want to have fun at church, then I say come on down. It's a lot of fun. You get a lot of laughs. You get a lot of seriousness. You get a lot of prayer, and you get a lot of things answered. And, I mean, you might even go to Honduras with us. Who knows? So you need to come on, you need to come on down. All right. Soon he, I'll hand you this so I don't drop it again. And... There we go. <laughs> okay. All right, Kaylee. You're, you're the simpler person here. Okay, so this this we have this. There should be on the front desk out there. It's fall back. That's in two weeks, so make sure that you get an extra hour of sleep. Unless you want to come early to church, that'd be great. For, for once, somebody will be here on time, right? This is the schedule that is all the schedule things coming up. You want to grab that because you're going to want to know what's going on. And then, hold that right there. Hold it for me. There's also a little form at the front. Uh, next Saturday is level two training from 845 to 2. And then from 5 to 8 is a party for the kids. You get candy. They're going to play games. They're going to watch a movie. Popcorn, pizza, there we go, there you go, candy, pop, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, is all, are, are all your crew coming? Okay. <laughs> yeah, 
She said, can I leave them here after all the candy? Absolutely, because I might not be here anyway, so sure. Just send them home with Leslie Ann. She can handle it. Yeah, yeah. She'll handle it. So <laughs> we're going to have a, a party out. Yeah, a lockout. A lockout in your tent, in your backyard tonight. There we go. So uh, anyway, so that's going to be from 5 to 8. So uh, also adults, please come. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm sure Leslie Ann, Michelle, whoever else, Toronto, I don't know. Are your two girls coming? Do you know yet? Yeah. Okay. I teach that day, so we'll see how I'm doing. We'll see. But I might not be able to stay away. I'm probably able to come. Tomorrow, are you coming next Saturday? For the party? Uh, <laughs> she didn't sound really, really serious. Uh, do you need to get back there? To back to, we're about to show some some videos. So, okay. I'm so confused right now. I think I need some candy. Anybody have any candy? Anyway, welcome. We're happy that y'all are here. All right, I think we got your announcements done. Yeah, right. All right, I think we got the announcements. Thank you, honey. You're pretty, we're so beautiful here. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, the Thanksgiving sign up is going around. So you want to be able to do that? <clears throat> so uh, we have a special announcement. So I'm going to let Leslie in play that and play this. It's from a couple of weeks ago. This was supposed to be played a couple of weeks ago. Yes, to you. Hold up. Who? You, Jonathan, that's who. Happy birthday on the 8th, and thank you and Kate for running the church and handling everything. How they do, those that stay here. All right. I knew it would be okay. But we also have another special person today, so we show that. At first I was afraid. I felt so adrift when I heard it was your birthday and I had no gift. Then genius struck. I grabbed a pen. It didn't take me long to make a check up to my lyricist to write this hard Is he even in here? Our cake is fine. And ice cream's great. But your 50th birthday party calls for Marty on a plate. What's gonna put your name in lights? So big it fills up the marquee. 
But I'm afraid it's in my contract that top billing goes to me. Looks great, Eric. So I can't give up birthday spankings, and I don't mean to be a Grinch, but I'd be canceled in a heartbeat for a pinch of an inch. So cheers to you, Eric. Your birthday's here. Eric. Now just get set, cause I would bet you're in for a totally decent year, I must say. I'll send all my showbiz love to you, the one I'm most proud of. Is that a cheer? Can't be more clear. Your birthday's here. Eric. So, yeah, Eric came in and said, it's my 50th birthday. Oh, one birthday. more glass oh. of champagne. On Eric's tab. <laughs> oh, okay, are there any other special announcements? There are praise reports? Kate has a praise report. Come on up. I'm back from under. That's a praise report. That's a praise report. Stan says it's a praise report. He's back from... They're going to give a praise report how wonderful the mice were, right? While the cat was away. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> but go ahead and play it. Where's the mic? I don't have a mic. What's going on? There we go. So you wanna you wanna tell us was that for you, Kate? Yes, I guess. Me and Jonathan in our household. <laughs> we're about to be a family of five. <laughs> yeah, we're excited. Did you know about this, Jonathan? I did. Okay, yeah. there we go. <laughs> she, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it was, it was a, it was a very throw, shocking. All the throw ups in the morning. I you had probably to have no words. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, congratulations, and Lord, we just pray for a beautiful, healthy, intelligent child. And we thank you for health for the the mom here and safe delivery in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And we pray for a boy in Jesus' name. Amen. Blue, think blue this time. Think blue. Think blue. Right. What is the due date? April 13th. Ah, Enzo. Enzo's birthday. Ah, praise the Lord. Also, Lily's birthday. All right, I think it's time for those to share about their hats. Come on up. I wanted them to be ready. They'll tell tomorrow to be ready. Well, Well, we have to make sure they get ready. So we've been doing training and equipping, and yesterday was level one, and these were the two winners on their, their describing their hats. So I want them to explain today for you about their hats. Come here. I will. Come over here. So she's going to explain to you. Do you want the podium? Would it be better for you? Can, do I? I uh, know. 
Can we have the podium, please? Podium, please. Uh, so uh, what I asked them to do, this is what I asked them to do in level one. They're supposed to decorate a hat that describes who they are, not their ministry, but who they are in, and turn it around, who they are um, and about their life. And so we'll let you go ahead and explain first. Hi, I'm Jessica. This is my hat. My children helped with this. And I will start with this hospital bracelet from 1997. That was the original hospital bracelet when I was given, uh, admitted to Children's Medical Center in Dallas for treatment for leukemia, which brought me to being able to go to several different camps, Camp Esperanza, Uh, a camp um, out in Meridian, Texas for kids with cancer, and then later first ascents in Colorado and Montana, which is a kayaking camp. Um, This little doohickey over here is because I love to cook. (laughs) The microphone from Stan's birthday party. (laughs) Because I love to sing, love music. Uh, the red truck is because I've probably had about five or six red trucks um, that I became obsessed with after seeing Twister. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Texas. She told us yesterday that she was not supposed to watch Twister, and her dad, Michael, was like, oh, you're in trouble. No. <laughs> My grandparents were visiting, and I snuck out and climbed into Grandpa's lap, and he didn't say no. <laughs> uh, the baseball is, um, I lo- used to play softball, and I love the Texas Rangers, and that's where my husband proposed to me. The little footballs is because I love the Dallas Cowboys. The cats, which I have one here and one here, is because I have six cats and five dogs, two German Shepherds, a Great Dane, and two smaller mixed dogs. The uh, snowmen is because I love um, Christmas time, and really, I just like to decorate. If that's all I got to do for Christmas, I wouldn't. That's good with me. <laughs> right here, we've got stuff from Goose Rocks Beach in Maine. Um, I was born and raised in Texas, but my family's originally from Maine. So um, I'm a New England girl, and I lived there for five, six years. Uh, got some stuff from Star Wars on here because our whole family loves Star Wars. And different things from Thanksgiving, like my little turkey here, because I love Thanksgiving. I love the cooking. I love getting it all ready and then sitting down, and I'm too tired to eat, but everybody likes the food. Um, And then right here is a different, there is three blue handprints and five pink for my eight children, seven biological, my little mama bear sticker that the girls gave to me, and then the little footprint right here is from all the miscarriages that I've had that I know one day I'll see those babies again. So So now you know about Jessica, right? (laughs) Sorry, I dropped that. I don't know how all that Steven's doing. (laughs) Do you want to help him with this? All right, well, I'm Marcus. Um, To start with, uh, this little symbol here, which my oldest daughter Skylie drew for me, um, that represents the Edna Gladney Center, which is where I was born in Fort Worth. 
coincidentally why I chose a cowboy hat because I am a cowboy at heart. Nothing come more cowboy than Fort Worth Stockyards. Um, I was originally, my mother was 14 when she got pregnant, 15 when she had me. And my grandmother had originally wanted her to have an abortion. Found out she was too far along. Then she decided she was going to give me up for adoption, which is why she went to the center. And a week after having me, she decided she didn't want to do that anymore. And here I am. Uh, so been kind of under attack since then. But we're speaking against all that. Uh, let's see. To go next, I played, as my oldest daughter, the more athletic one, uh, Adelie drew for me a basketball. Um, I used to play basketball fourth through sixth grade. We won state in sixth grade. So I love sports. I love playing playing sports. Um, Coke here is a, it's my vice. I usually always have a Coke in my hand at some point. Um, footballs, I love the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, here is tech theater stuff. I did that in high school. Um, really loved it. I've always loved working with my hands, building things, doing things. I even would skip class in high school and go down and build sets. And my teacher, my tech theater teacher always told me, don't make a habit of it. And inevitably, I was always down there, and she just kind of let it slide. Um, this little stuff here, it's about uh, I love you more. That's for me and my wife. Um, we met many, many years ago uh, and have been in and out of each other's lives ever since, and it's just meant to be. Texas Rangers, love the Texas Rangers. Uh, we used to go growing up, and then not only did I propose to her, but a real quick story about that as well as why they're so special to us was when she was pregnant with Michaela. We had gone to a Rangers game. The battery in her truck had died. Uh, we are the type of people that when we go, we kind of wait, let the crowd thin out before we take off. There was a truck sitting next to us, but nobody had come out to it yet. We had the jumper cables. I was waiting and waiting and waiting. Then I saw a worker for the Rangers putting in stuff into a converted uh, ambulance that they use all their equipment for. I started walking over to him, and then he got in his golf cart and disappeared. I didn't get a chance to talk to him or say anything. So I walked back to our truck. We were just waiting, and a few minutes later, that same guy pulled up in his personal vehicle, realized we couldn't jump off the truck. The battery was just completely dead. So he got both of us, took us both around the corner to the Walmart. He bought himself a couple of tools. We bought the battery. He brought us back to the stadium and put it in. We got on the way. We got to talking with him before we left, and come to find out he was the one that was in the mascot outfit oh, yeah. for the Rangers, which is why Michaela, one of Michaela's middle names is named after him. Which is so, what? Tanner. Okay. So it is. Michaela, did you know that? <laughs> you didn't know that? You're named after, what is it? Um, what is what is Tanner anyway? So. What the, is it? The, what kind of mascot the is mascot it? Is, uh, the mascot's name is Captain. Yeah, but what is it? And he's a Palomino. It's a horse. You're named after a horse. <laughs> did you know that? Um, now you do. Awesome. <laughs> So vi game stuff, I used to game as a kid all the time. Um, all the bugs around here, because I am a licensed pest control technician. Um, very good one, I might add, if I must say so. The shoes, <laughs> the shoes started when I was about 19 years old. I worked for Famous Footwear. After about two weeks, I became an assistant manager. So had a little bit more money to spend, and I fell in love with shoes, and my wife here has grown that obsession by every time I say I want this pair of Star Wars shoes, she ends up inevitably getting them for me for Christmas, birthdays, and such. Um, Thanksgiving, I love Thanksgiving. Love pie, love pecan pie in particular. 
I am an only child, but I always wanted a bigger family, so God has blessed me with that. So I love the, the family gathering pin. Star Wars stuff on here. The cat, just the same. I love horses. Um, the dogs, particularly our German Shepherds, I love them to death, and they're so super sweet. And then on the top here, again, it's the representing our, our children. Um, however, our kids did help with this. And I think there is some wishful and hopeful praying that we have another boy. <laughs> we'll see what God has in store for that. Um, I uh, think that's it. Well, other than the fishing, I love to fish. I uh, met my biological father when I was uh, 21, and our favorite times hanging out together are going fishing and having a good time. So that's, that's about it. All right. So you all learned a lot, didn't we? We should all decorate hats so we can find out about each other. Mine's just blingy. That tells it all. Right there. All right. Thank you. The what is? I do like racing cars. I do. Stan doesn't. Stan's. You want to fix it? Okay, you fix it. Yeah, I like racing. I mean, I don't like to ride in the racing car. Let me clarify. But I like to watch it, especially number 22. Anyway, can you all stand? Let's pray for the day. And, uh, Paul, if you could go ahead and move this, please. Dear Lord, I just thank you so much that we can come here and just pray for you, to pray to you in the name of Jesus. We ask that you just hear our prayers today. And, Lord, if there's any sick that are watching this, this YouTube channel right now, we ask that you just touch them, heal them, because you're the person that heals. You're the one that we are the heals anyway. It's not about us. It's about the blood of Jesus. And so I just speak the blood of Jesus over everyone that's here, also those that are watching. And, Lord, I ask that you heal them. And, Lord, I thank you already for the testimonies that we'll get because you touched them right where they are. Lord, we give you praise and honor and glory for bringing us back from Honduras safely. And we ask in the name of Jesus that that also there'll be more mission trips just coming out of this church. Provide the funds. Provide the places to go. And we give you praise, honor, and glory. And we say thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Well, it's time for offering. And yesterday, Tamora was the one who won the offering talk. Or one of the ones, I think. Who else won the offering talk? Marty went offering talk too. So, but today I asked for uh, for tomorrow to bring it, and then um, another time we'll have you bring it. So, anyway, we'll turn it over to you. Okay. So for tithes and offering today, we have the scripture Psalm one three, and it says, "And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth." his fruit in his season his leaf also shall not wither and whatsoever he doeth he shall prosper like these pretty flowers over here however in galatians 6 9 it says and let us not be weary in well-doing for in due season we shall reap if we faint not these wilted flowers are what we look like in the spirit if we do not cheerfully give we dry up and we wither away slowly even unknowing. So please be cheerful givers today as the Lord commands and bring your tithes and offerings to the storehouse. <laughs> All right, level one, I need you to line up over here against the wall while they bring their offerings.
<clears throat> Lord, everybody keeps talking about Honduras, and it was a very big impact in our life, and hopefully we impacted the lives of those people. But Lord, we saw that there's such a need, and Lord, I look into this offering today, and I know what it means to us, but I know it would mean many, many times more to them. And Lord, I ask that you would bless this, and you would cause this to be able to cover all of the bills that our church needs, but also, Lord, that you would continue to bless the people, and also allow us to bless other people, especially those in Honduras and around the world. We thank you for all of the things that you give us. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. You got to fill me in on this. Yeah, go ahead. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for this offering. Thank you, the people that gave cheerfully unto the kingdom of God, to your church, and to your people here. We have faith that you will pour out blessings upon blessings to them. You will open up the windows of heaven, and not only they will be blessed, our church will be blessed as well. Everyone who attends and everyone who watches online, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, Leslie. You did good. Thank you. <laughs> she went, woof. <laughs> All right, thank you. Where's my person to take this? Okay, so uh, come on, level one. Come on up here. Brandon, too. Come on. What? Brandon, come on. Yeah. <laughs> right, here in the center. Come on. No, not begrudgingly. I mean, happy. Praising the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. You get to praise the Lord this morning in front of the whole church. I mean, you came out of your comfort zone yesterday, right? They're looking kind of like they're coming to a firing squad or something. All right, yeah, Eric, you need to be up here front and center because he knows how to praise the Lord. So now we are going to let them warm you up on a praise and worship song and get this praise and worship going. Is that good? All right. Here we go. Wrong one. It's the wrong one. Just do it, this one. Y'all know the actions, right? All right, just play it. Go for it. Let's do it. Oh 
church, praising his great and mighty name, right? Clapping together, praising his name together, shouting his name together. There's just power, power in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, let's go ahead. Lord, you are worthy and worthy to be praised. Let it be a sweet sounding chamber here.
name is the highest. Your name is the greatest. Your name it stands above them all. All thrones and dominions, all powers and positions. Your name it stands above them all. Your name is the highest. Your name is the greatest. Your name Hallelujah. stands above the all. Send out the praisers ahead of time. So I just pray for this praise team up here, in the name of Jesus, that you reward them for going out to the battle first. Prepare the way, Lord. Help them to know the plans and attacks of the enemy. Lord, we just declare the victory in their prayers right now in Jesus' name. And as you see, Lord, the church is here. They're saying we're prayer warriors for you. They're saying all dominions are going to fall. All positions are going to fall from the enemy. Lord, we just ask that in the name of Jesus that you protect them. That hedge of protection all around about them. And we thank you for these warriors. We thank you for them, Lord. We give you praise, Lord. And they're teaching their children to be warriors. We thank you for that. the feet of Jesus, the greatness of mercy and love, at the feet of Jesus, we cry, holy, 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 we cry, holy, 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 Cry, holy, holy, holy is the Lamb. Pastor, Pastor Stan and Pastor Lou, would you come and lay hands on the ladies of the church? We lay hands. Lay it on the ladies of the church. I need Pastor Lou, Pastor Stan to lay their hands on 
ladies of the church. The greatness of your mercy and love at the feet of Jesus. And we cry, holy, holy, holy. Holy, 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 Lord. We cry, holy, holy, holy. We cry, holy, holy, holy is the church right now in the name of Jesus. Your warriors, the intercessors, hear their cries, Lord. Hear their cries for the finances. Hear the cries for the husbands. Bring the provision, Lord. Bring healing to their family, Lord. I hear moms praying for their kids while they're at school. Hear their prayers, Lord. for this time we can come and worship your great and mighty name lord you are worthy and when in the time we can think all we can give is a hallelujah <laughs> thank you lord you are worthy 
name of Jesus. Amen. So you say give up hallelujah, Paris? All right. Okay. Let's give a hallelujah then. She said, as we were singing, holy, 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 the Lord just gave you a, a napkin to wipe your tears. He was wiping your tears. He was wiping your tears. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, a uh, pastor is busy pastoring right now. <laughs> I guess he got everybody crying in here. Hallelujah. That's what happens when you send him on a mission field, right? Till he gets up here, I'll tell you that um, we're going to speak more about Honduras next week, um, both services. So come at 930. You'll miss big part of the whole thing if you come, if you come later. So be here at 930. Join in on 930. We're doing the 930 and the 1030 service. And the 10 of us are going to be here to speak about our experience. I asked the team, I said, before they left, I said, you know, well, how did it change you? Because, you know, you think you go there for the first time, you're going to change them. Not so. God changes us. He changes us, hopefully, for the better. Uh, We see it in each person that goes each time. We see God changes them changes me the world needs Jesus and praise the Lord that Honduras is open to receive Jesus to receive the truth you know they're just not hungry just for Jesus but they're hungry for truth and that's what we saw and they trusted us they had trust that the men and women of God had come in and um, and I'm going to share this next week, but he's getting in position, so I'll go ahead. But like I spoke, I went into one church, Rhonda's with me, and so was Michelle, Michelle that night. And so on, she, the pastor wanted me to speak on Kundalini. <laughs> what pastor's going to ask me to come speak on Kundalini here? Probably none. But I'll come in. If you pastors want me, or you talk to your pastors, they want me to come in and talk on Kundalini, I'm right there immediately. But as I walked in, we saw a big sign on the wall that said Shekinah. And I thought, oh, man. Wow. But she asked me to come and speak on Kundalini, so I'll talk on Kundalini. We kept having trouble with the videos, didn't we? So I finally stepped back and I said, okay, Lord. So I told him, I said, I hope I'm not about to get thrown out of the church. <laughs> Y'all might as well say I love you, Leslie, right now because I need to hear it. They'll go, I love you, Leslie. They do pretty good, don't they? I love you, Leslie. And, yeah, I know, right? And so um, I started talking to him, telling him about Shekinah, how it's a fallen angel, and that's not really from God. And they were just mesmerized. They were just mouth wide open. They were like, they kept pointing at the wall, you know, kept pointing at the wall. I'm like, yeah, that that thing right there that y'all have on the wall. 
But it was in Spanish, right? No. No, it was English. Okay. So you only spell it one way. Spanish, Pakistan, anywhere. Okay. All the same. So they, as we were leaving, before we could even get out of the building, they were tearing down Shekinah's sign, tearing down every letter on that wall. You know, they believed Jesus. They believed God's word. They believe the, the ministers that come and speak to them in truth. And I was just, it just broke me up. My heart just broke me, broke me down. And I was like, Lord, I know and I long for the United States and other places to want this truth. I long for it. And I know that Pastor Stan does too, and he'll tell you even more next week, and I'll tell you more, and they'll tell you more. And I mean, we could probably talk on three more Sundays on this, but... I just, I thank the Lord that they were so obedient. And I know because they were obedient, I was going to raise that church up. going to raise it up. Well, you got everybody crying here today. Lord, I just thank you for this man of God. I thank you that you sent him to Honduras. I thank you, Lord, because I knew he'd fall in love with the people. I knew that he would fall in love with missions. And I knew you were calling him, not just to America, but to the world, to the other nations. Those who accept him, accept the message that you have given him. So, Lord, I ask that you bless him, anoint him this morning with the words and the message that you have for us. And let us be changed right now before we even walk out the door. Let our hearts be touched in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So what am I speaking on? Uh, these three things. <laughs> You're speaking on Honduras and how God changed you more and how he changed me. Okay, cause she's got the sermon this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for your prayers. Father, wisdom and might are yours. You change at the times and seasons. You removeth kings and setteth up kings. You giveth wisdom to the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. You revealeth the deep and secret things you knoweth. What is the darkness and the light dwelleth with you? And Lord, we thank you this morning for sending your son Jesus to give us the greatest gift in human history. The blood, the opportunity to have our sins washed away, the opportunity to live eternally with you, without sin, in love, a perfect life. For all eternity, thank you. And now, Lord, we ask that you open our eyes and our ears and our heart to hear what you say to us this morning. We ask that you would speak to us. We gathered here for you, to hear from you, Lord. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. So... You know, I don't exactly like delivering these messages. Can you tell this is going to be one of them I don't exactly like delivering? Yeah, we can tell. <laughs> <laughs> Every Sunday. <No. laughs> well, you know, for a long time it was like that. Every Sunday it was like just, it was like, those I love are chasing. It was every one of us chastening. So here's what I'm, I'm gonna, here's what happened. 
Okay, so every Saturday afternoon, getting ready for the sermon, I go in, I get on my knees, I start worshiping, and I say, Lord, what do you want to say to people? Not what I want, not what they want. You're the only one that knows the end from the beginning. You're the only one that knows what we need to hear, what you want us to hear. What do you want to say? And I heard Acts 2, Acts 8. Well, Acts 2, I just preached on this, so I'm kind of arguing, you know, did I really hear Micah 3. Lord, what would you like to say tomorrow? Right? Okay. I, I, I didn't hear. Acts 2, Acts 8, Micah 3. Three things. I want you to tell them three things. Oh, okay. Well, I know what Acts 2 says. I pretty much know what Acts 8 says. What's Micah 3? So I went to the computer, fired it up, pulled up my Bible. Nah, 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 nah. That, 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 that doesn't even relate. I, I didn't hear. Back to the knees. Lord, what do you want to say? What do you think he said? <laughs> I don't know. What do you mean Acts 2, Acts 8, Micah 3? Okay, fine. So I went back. I reread Acts 2. All right, all right, all right, I got it, I got it, I got the message. Acts 8, all right, all right, I can see that. Oh, I see. So, I'm delivering, I'm just delivery boy here, okay? So, it's good news, but it's two-sided good news. Every speaker that I've ever heard has always said that God is like a two-sided coin. Okay, the one side, he brings blessings. To the other side, he brings curses or judgment. Okay, God is a two-sided coin. Well, these are the three things he says that we are soon to see. And like Lou said this morning, I've already made my mind, this is a good day to die. Okay, in other words, you're not getting me to bow the knee to another God. I'm not taking the mark. It's a good day to die. I don't fear death. A lot of things I fear a whole lot more than death. So here's what he wanted me to tell you on the three things. So Acts 2. Now I know you know this, and so I don't have to read every word. I'm just going to kind of summarize. So when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were in one accord. Suddenly there was a sound of mighty rushing and wind, and all of a sudden there appeared cloven tongues. Now I think that those cloven tongues was like little bitty fires right up on the heads, of the people, would you turn the black fan off, please? It's getting a little chilly. All of them were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues. Now, that's not the point. I'm just refreshing your memory. And as a result, they were all amazed and marveled when people began to speak in other tongues because in that particular miracle that took place, Peter stood up and he delivered the gospel one time. But as I recall, there was like 18 different languages that heard it in their own tongue. Now, what's he saying? He's saying, Stan, I want you to tell people that great miracles are soon to come to America. Well, we like that. That's one side of the coin, right? We like that. 
Then, how is it we hear them all speak in our own tongues, seeing the wonderful works of God? So that's what he's saying. They were all amazed. What's, what does this mean? Then, Peter stood up, and some of the people began to start saying, Oh, these men are drunk. See verse 15, down at the bottom. These people are drunk. It's only the third hour of the day. In other words, it's only like 9 o'clock in the morning. He's, nah, 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 these people are not drunk. This is from the Bible, where I said, I'll pour out spirit on, 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 my spirit on all flesh. He said, I want you to tell them that there's different times when God fulfills. In other words, there will be one fulfillment of something, and then that prophecy will repeat, and then that prophecy will repeat again, right? Okay, repeat. There's a saying that says, those people that don't learn history are doomed to repeat it. So we, there's repeating prophecies. It happened there, but what he's saying is it's about to happen again for the last time. We're the last generation. We're about to see a great, great move of God. Again, I'm only talking about one side of the coin. There's another side I'm getting to. I'm going to pour out my spirit on all flesh in America. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. I'm going to show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath blood, fire, vapor, and smoke. Sun will be turned into darkness. That specifically happens. Well, right here, I'll show you in the fifth. I believe it is the fifth vial. I can't read. The fourth vial right there. Sun scorches get seven times hotter. The fifth vial uh, is the sun goes out. Literally, it like flame out. And it goes black as sackcloth. That's what it's saying. And the moon into blood before the great day, notable day of the Lord come. In other words, before Jesus comes on the Feast of, of, of Trumpets. And at that time, whosoever will call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now here's the point. You men of Israel, hear the words, Jesus, Nazareth, a man proved God among you, miracles, wonders, and signs. He's saying, tell the spirit of prophecy, church. They're about to see miracles, wonders, and signs. Thank you. Now let's jump to another prophecy. This is Shane uh, Warren. He spoke right here on that day, July 10, 2012. This is part of what he said. Many of you heard him. He said he saw a star, storm covering north, south, east, and west all over America. I think it's interesting that that storm just hit California. And the weatherman said it literally covered north, south, east, and west all across America. After that storm, he said he saw a man reach down, pick up a fist of dollar bills, and said that they're worthless as leaves blowing in the wind. Then an earthquake hit. And I can go through other prophecies and show you this same thing. And in this same order had been prophesied by other people. But I'm not. I'm, that's not the point I'm trying to make. Then he saw what caused the fall of the dollar was when they began to sell oil in another currency other than dollars. That started August 24th of 2024. Or excuse me, 2022. 2022. The devaluing of the dollar, and you told me this morning, was it China that just dumped another $22 billion? Is that correct? $22 billion worth. Well, it's not just China. There's multiple 
nations around the world that are dumping U.S. dollars like rats leaving a sinking ship, because that's what they're doing. They're leaving a sinking ship. The dollar is sinking. But in the meantime, Americans, party on. We, you know, that's one of the things that, that perhaps I'll get to talking about a little bit about Honduras, but Honduras made me cry inside. Because some of the... All right, I'll tell you one example. I'd never cried inside before. I'd cried outside, but I'd never cried inside. What do you mean, Stan? I'll tell you. So we drive along the road, and I was with a different interpreter. Uh, Tony wasn't there. Another interpreter, along with Pastor Ravine, there and we walked up this trail. We just stopped along the road, walked up this trail, uh, and, and it was probably two stories up. And there was this house. It was a house that they had just built in the side of <laughs> the earth. And it was made of sticks this way and sticks this way with mud packed between it. And I started to take a picture of all of the ants that were flying. It looked like flying ants, probably about 30 of them, along this little four-foot by eight-foot wall because they had made their home inside these people's house. This is the wall of their house. There was a little lady about this high, and if she was over 60 pounds, I'd be surprised. Just nothing but bones. There was a big sore, a big open-festered sore. It was black, about the size of a quarter, right here between her eyes. There was another sore over here on the side of her face, and she stood in rags. I couldn't cry. You don't know what it is to cry inside. I wanted to just cry. I wanted to just help this woman. But I couldn't cry. I'm there to pray for her. I'm, I'm there representing Jesus. And there was her little skinny husband. And they live. I actually kind of walked around. I, I did get a picture of inside their house. I got a picture back around the corner. I can still see it now. Of their bed, what they slept on. And I thought, that's a bed? They sleep on that? And all of the families have six, seven, eight, nine children. All of them. Why? Because they don't go to the hospital, they don't go to the doctor, they don't use any contraceptives. It's just, you know, there's there's only two things that give them pleasure, and that's Jesus, and you know what the other thing is. So that's it's it's, in my opinion, it's a life of misery, but they don't know they're living in misery because they've always lived in misery. So I'm crying inside for this situation. I took a couple of pictures, then. Pastor says, now let's go to the next one. So we walked on down to the next one. And, man, I mean, the anointing started coming on me like I hadn't had in a long time. And there was a little girl, uh, I'm going to say nine years old, maybe. And she was sitting with her legs crossed like this. And all of a sudden, the Lord began to speak to me. Excuse me. (laughs) 
So, this little girl, the legs crossed, and it, it just was there to know what to say to her. And I don't remember all of it, but it was actually a rather long prophecy. But I remember I started off, and I reached down, and I touched her legs, the front of her legs right here. And I touched her. And uh, I said, the Lord says he's going to use your legs. He's going to use your legs to take the gospel to a lot of people. You, with those legs, are going to take the gospel to a lot of people and some other things. And then I went over and ministered to her older brother and his older brother. And, uh, and then we started, he was going to walk me to another family. And by that time, Pastor Ravine held up his cell phone. And he said, look, I saw a video where they had been there earlier, and he had prayed for that little girl. And she was in a wheelchair. Couldn't walk. And he walked over, put his arm around her in this video, and lifted her up and took her out and helped her walk. And she, I mean, I saw her. She, she could not walk. But after a step or two, she was able to walk, and he let go of her. And they said a metal pin fell out of her knee. I don't know what happened, but she was in some kind of a terrible accident. That's not the end of the story. But, so we walked over to the next family. I'm saying this because these sort of miracles are coming for you. You. He's raising up you to do those kind of miracles. Stan is not special. And by the way, you aren't either. He is. Right? He's the only thing that's special. So I walked over to the other group, and there was a an elderly man and his wife, and then apparently their granddaughter or something like that. There was three of them. And so he was telling me in Spanish, Pray for this man. Pray for the old man. What does he need? Wait, he's, he's hurting inside. He is hurting. You know, I, I don't know. Jesus knows. So I don't have to know. I just, Jesus knows. So I started to lay hands on him and pray for him. And I looked. And here's that little girl. She had followed us. What was probably, you know, half a block away. I turned and the Lord spoke again. He said, tell her to lay hands on. And at this point... They say, he is her uncle. Okay. So I said, so come over here. So I brought her over. I put, picked up her hand. I said, put your hand on his shoulder. You know, they're interpreting. I said, now, you're going to pray for him, and he's going to be healed. And, you know, tears are running down her face. I don't understand what's going on yet. And so she lays her hand on, on his shoulder, and, she, and I told her what to pray. And after she's done, as she was taking her hand down, I saw her in a vision. So I turned the little girl around where she's looking me right in the face. That's part of what you have to do when you hear God. You have to convince them it's God, okay? So I looked her right in the eye, and I said, I saw you. I saw you. Just like I saw you, and I saw you this morning. I saw you. So I turned to her and I said, I saw you. You were wearing a beautiful white dress. You were a little older than you are now. And you were, I saw, you were speaking to a sea of people. And what I saw was something like Catherine Kuhlman, if you know those, if you know that name. Catherine Kuhlman 
went around the globe for many years doing great healing, healing ministry, a great healing ministry. I said, I saw you. I said, God has given you a healing ministry. I said, just like I said earlier, these legs are going to take the gospel through healing to many people. That's what he wanted to tell me. That's what he told me to tell you this morning. That those kind of miracles are coming here. But that's one side of the coin. That's the side of the coin that Americans want to hear. We don't hear the other side. I'm getting to it. By the way, we started late, so we'll be going a little late. That is, if I deliver what I'm supposed to deliver here. I'm stuck. I saw incredible changes in prices of currency. I saw silver, not gold, but silver began to drastically increase in value, not gold. I saw people protesting, holding up a sign saying, give us entitlements. Now, what's that? That means that the government has given all their money to Ukraine. It's a very, very evil people, very evil nation. Given all the government to, uh, of our money to Ukraine, and then they cut off the welfare to their own people. That's what it's saying. So people don't like losing their welfare. And to a lot of people, they count on it. They don't get a check from the government, they don't eat. He said, I saw it was literally war, civil war. It was all over the issuing of devalued money. I saw they devalued the currency because they started selling oil in another currency. Now, here's my point. I saw churches became cities of refuge. He's saying, Spirit of Prophecy Church... People in here right now, people online, he's saying, I put in you, you're going to be one of those cities of refuge. I don't think it's an accident, Chris, that he's got you guys with lots and lots and lots and lots of food. Others in the congregation have lots and lots, not just for your family, but lots of other people have lots of their food. Cities of refuge. All of a sudden, the body of Christ stood up like a mighty sleeping giant in the earth. Now, this is the easy side of the coin. Miracles returned to the church. People were coming to them. I saw signs, wonders, and miracles being poured out all over America. I saw America being shaken as the world couldn't go to the government anymore. They had to come back to the church. I saw entire cities became cities of refuge. He's saying there's a day coming when you're going to lay hands on people and metal pins are going to fall out of their knees. There's a time coming when you're going to prophesy the word of the Lord and they will know God spoke to them. No question. It was God. They know it was God. He's about to use you in some big things. Here's the second thing. <clears throat> We're getting a little side of the other coin now. Saul was consenting to his death. At the time, there was a great persecution against the church. At the time, there was a great persecution against the church. At the time, there was a great persecution against the church. The devil ain't going to like this. We know that our nation is falling. We know the mark of the beast is. We know that the new world order is heading. We know that there's, look, it's a two-sided coin. Yes, there's miracles coming, but there's also a lot of trouble coming. So he's saying, if you want the miracles, you've got to be standing on 
the Word, standing in the Word. You've got to have your feet deep in the rock so that the winds come, the rain blows, your house doesn't fall. If there's a church out there that has done a pretty good job of getting themselves emotionally ready, it's this one. There's great persecution. He said this is coming. And it'll scatter the Christians, verse 3. Saul made havoc of the church, entering into every house. In other words, those things are coming to America. They're going to search you down. Oh, they won't search me down. Well, last night, <clears throat> I, I, didn't, I couldn't figure out why I couldn't watch TV, so I called Sean. Oh, well, you have to link your phone in order to be able to watch that. How many things... Oh, also on my computer this morning, I turned it on and it says, let's finish setting up your computer. You know what they want. They want to have your phone, your cell phone, linked to your driver's license, your passport. They want to have it linked to your bank account. They want to have... How many times have you had to get a code sent to your cell phone to access your money? You think that's an accident? You are tracked. Oh, I, I, I downloaded uh, DuckDuckGo for my browser, my search engine for the Internet. And about two weeks ago, they started showing me how many tracking cookies had been sent to me in a day. And it's anywhere from 150 to about 250 a day. In other words, some big computer someplace is tracking and monitoring everything we do. Oh, they could monitor Every person on the globe, every word you say, no, not just your cell phone. Did you know that every TV since 1985 has been able to listen to you? There are those that even say it can watch you. They're already tracking what commercials you watch. I mean, you, you would not, it would, it would shock you to find out how much the AI computer already knows about each one of us. And we think we're going to get by? No. They're coming after us, brothers and sisters. So I made havoc of the church entering into every house, and hailing men and women committed them to prison. He's saying, get ready. Don't be shocked. Don't be scared. If you want the miracles, you got to get the other side too. And I think we're saying... I'll take the miracles, and I'll endure through this too. Look, we don't even know what enduring is. Not until you've been to like Honduras, where at 72 degrees, because it's 100% humidity, and you cannot sweat. You cannot get rid of the heat of your body because it's so wet and humid, you sweat. Everybody sweats. They sweat all the time. All the time. And you go up to hug somebody, oh, yeah, yeah. He said, drink banana soda. Yes, I did. Americans do not understand what misery is. You do not understand what it is to read your Bible. I went into one church, spoke in five churches, five TV stations, and three radio stations. I think that's closer to it, right, Tony? Okay, my interpreter. Went into one church. They had their Bibles. They had their notepads their pens, their highlighters, and when I was talking, they were writing, man. 
And I thought, how about us? Well, you know, we got PowerPoint, you know. How about us Americans? Do we really know our Bible that well? Because these Christians knew their Bible. One lady came up afterwards. It was a little six-by-nine Bible, rather thick, worn out. Worn out. And she was, by the way, the most enthusiastic person in the room from when I was talking. But I said, let me see that Bible. And I flipped through it and I said, so you're a black belt. Of course, she didn't understand what I was talking about. Those of you know what I'm talking about. In other words, she knew that Bible. It was all worn out. It had marks and highlights all the way through it. This old lady <clears throat> knew her word and knew her God. Because down there, that's all they have. Their encouragement, their hope is in Jesus. So they went everywhere preaching the word. He's saying, Spirit of Popsy Church, I want you going everywhere preaching the word. Hearing and seeing the miracles did. Unclean spirits cried out with a loud voice, came out of many possessed, just like he said, I command them out, I demand them out. Now look at this next part. And many taken with palsies that were lame were healed, and there was great joy in the city. What did Lou say this morning? John 14, 12. If you believe in me and the works that I do. Come on, Eric. Greater works than these shall you do. I didn't see anybody top his miracles, but you are. We're the generation that's going to see that. We know it. I saw you, Sunni. I saw you with that power. I saw you. I saw it. And you know it. In that, there's a certain man named Simon. Used sorcery and bewitched people of Samaria. America giving out to himself as some great one. Expect it. As we talked about last time I talked, I started to say last week, but it wasn't last week. We said that miracles either give credibility to Jesus or they give credibility to the Antichrist. One or the other. They're not to build a church. They're not to build a ministry. They're not to lift up a name other than the name. So here we see what he's saying is expect miracles, but expect them to be lying signs and wonders. Expect it. Spot it. A long time he'd bewitched them with sorcery. Simon himself also believed, so hopefully many of those will come to the Lord. Behold the miracles, signs which are done. Now, thing number three. Can we go? <laughs> yeah, let's go to lunch. <laughs> Micah 3. So he says, O heads of Jacob, you princes of the house of Israel. So he's saying, really, you Americans. You hate the good and love the evil. Can I get an amen? You also eat the flesh of my people, flay their skin from off of them, and break their bones and chop them in pieces for the pot. In other words, they cut up humans, put them into a boiling pot of water or oil, and eat it. (laughs) That's never going to happen in America. Oh, well, please explain this verse then. 
and the ten horns, that's the, the world government. These shall hate the whore, uh, that would be the Catholic Church in specific in America in general. She'll make her desolate and naked, and she'll eat her flesh and burn her with fire. Oh, Stan, that's not what it says. You know, I remember when I was memorizing the book of Revelation, I came across this verse. I was saying, Lord, you know, Lord, what does this really mean? It was like, it means exactly what it says. You mean it's going to come to that? Oh, well, will cannibalism ever return? Here's an article. Is Soylent Green really that far-fetched? It's a movie, <laughs> in case you're not familiar with it. The other day I ran across an article in 2019 entitled, After Death, Washington State is Said to Become the First to Allow Human Composting. It passed the state legislature in 2019. That's why Seattleites will likely soon be a unique option to remember their loved ones after they die. Washington State is said to become the first to allow natural organic reduction as a burial alternative commonly referred to as human composting. Goes on to say, it makes sense. As a low environmental impact way to dispose of remains, we can show the way for the world. A better way of dealing with universal human experience will turn body into soil within weeks, or soylent green, as the movie says. And I'm going to let you read the rest of it. I'm going to skip on here. I've made my point. So you can grind up grandma or that post-aborted baby, freeze-dry the remains, and sprinkle it on one's organically grown kale salad. It's real. People doing it. So they harvested the dead, break down the bodies, and feed the possessed remains to the unsuspecting citizenry in this movie as soil and green. The shocking part is Charleston Heston starred in the movie in 1973, and the very last phrase is, soylent green is people. The movie had where they would have people go in and watch these wonderful scenes of green trees and sunsets as they died. And then they put them into this green liquid and dissolved them. Turned that into crackers called Soylent Green. Now the interesting part is, remember Moloch Ball has a time machine and the ability to see the future. What does it say? Charlton Heston... Uh, Lee Taylor Young, the movie is Soylent Green, and it says it's the year 2022. Came out in 1979. 76? Let's move on. Back to Micah. So they cried to the Lord. But he's not going to hear them. He will even hide his face for them the time as they have behaved themselves in ill in their doings. Right now, they're turning off our credit cards, at least me and Leslie, probably you too, on a pretty regular basis because the bank will text us and say, someone tried to use your credit card illegally. Did you use it? Did you? No, I didn't buy Victoria's Secret in Los Angeles. Right? There is such evil in the world. Phone calls from computers. If you say hello, you get sold to. Then all you got to do is push one and you can talk to a real person. The prophets that make people err, that bite with their teeth, cry peace, and then putteth not into their mouths. You shall not have a vision. 
It should be dark to you. In other words, God is going to stop speaking to a lot of people. God is going to turn his back. There is no answer. There is no answer of God. He'll turn his back on him. The heads thereof judge for reward, and the priests thereof teach for hire, and the prophets thereof divine for money. Yet will they lean upon the Lord and say, Is not the Lord among us? None evil can come upon us. Is this, you, you, you think this is God speaking to us? I do. Therefore, Zion, for your sake, should be plowed as a field, and Jerusalem should become heaps. What he's saying is America is going to become heaps. And the mountain of the house as high places of the forest. Now, that's important, actually. That's a date stamp. Because a person might say, oh, well, this verse and the other verse, that's not really talking about the end time. Well, when it says here, the mountain of the house as the high places of the forest, if you go to the next verse, this is it. Micah 4. But in the last days it shall come to pass that the mountain of the house of God shall be established in the top of the mountains, meaning there will be only one mountain on earth. All the rest of the earth is a nice round smooth ball. One mountain and on top of that mountain is the New Jerusalem, meaning this is confirming what we've been reading in Micah 3 is talking about our days. It is talking about the last days. Now I'll skip the rest of it. So the point is, this generation is about to see three, three things. One, the miracles of Acts 2, repeating times 7. Amen. Great miracles. We've set the date for our next crusade, May 17 to 19. And the reason we did that there and then is I personally believe that there's a high probability by that time judgment will have hit America to the point to where sevenfold miracles are hitting. Now, God did not tell me to set it then. He did not tell me. Miracles are coming by then. That was my guess, my calculation, but it's calculations on a lot of good things, prophecies. Miracles are going to return. Two, the hunting and killing of Christians is going to come. It is going to come. Three, God is going to turn his back on evil. So that's what he wanted me to, to tell you. What I say? God's going to turn his back on evil, right? The, okay, so what the prophet is saying is God is going to turn his back on the really the apostles and prophets, the people that are speaking lies, that are that are not hearing from God. I can't it it people send me emails and they send me over, I want to tell you the name. I'll tell them. <laughs> and I go over and they have over 400,000 subscribers. Yeah. Then I look at ours. Of course, they deleted our channel when we had almost 100,000. Today, we would probably have 200,000. But now, they, they somehow shadow ban us. And we're getting close to now 9,000 subscribers again. Because they are controlling us. But now they're being gentle about it. But the time is going to come when they're not going to be gentle. It's saying the time is going to come they will be knocking on our door. They've done it to other Christians and other nations, and it's coming here. But I can't guarantee you that you will not see any trouble. But what I can guarantee you that God is about to use us in a big way like he, we've never seen before. How soon? I don't know. 
Uh, here's some of the things I said in, in Honduras. I'll give you a couple of minutes of this. But it was good stuff, wasn't it, Tony? Good stuff. Or bad stuff, depends on how you look at it. We know that the World Economic Forum and the World Health Organization already have laws in place in almost every country, I think every country, where they can form a world government just that quick. We also already know that the BRICS nations, along with 41 other nations, have their new gold-backed currency come online January 1, 2024. We also know that both Benjamin Netanyahu of Israel and Mohammed bin Salman of Saudi Arabia on the same day said that they felt like that they would give, the Israel would give the Palestinians a state, there would be a solution the first part of 2024. We know from what Leslie was told and actually several other people that when America, 12 different prophecies say that when America splits Israel, God is going to split America. Millions of Americans will die. And the Lord told me, August 14th of 2008, when those prophecies I gave your wife begin to come to pass, people from all directions began to turn and listen to your ministry. I think that has to do with sports stadiums. I think it has to do with America finally getting slapped hard enough to where she's ready to start seeking God. You talk to most people about Jesus out there, they don't want it. Don't even start the conversation. Don't invite me to church. Don't talk to me about God. Probably we're looking at fall of the dollar, first quarter by the middle of 2024. I'm guessing. God did not tell me, so if it doesn't happen, don't say I prophesied wrong. And I'm not prophesying. I'm guessing. I'm trying to give you an idea. My guess is first half of 2024. New, a New Madrid fault earthquake, first half of 2024. Miracle signs, wonders, first half of 2024. That's a guess. I also further guess that we're probably talking about an internal revolution by the end of 2024, no later than mid-25. So what am I saying? I'm saying that all of this, this is not a joke. This is not time to play church. This is a time for American Christians to get into their Bible. Open your Bible. Spend some serious time every day. Spend some time worshiping God on your knees every day. I talked about the prayer closet in several churches in Honduras. And I told them, I said, you don't go to a prayer closet to pray for the people. What? You know, it's good to pray for the people. Fine. But that's not what we do in the prayer closet. We don't go to the prayer closet to get. We don't go to the prayer closet to beg God. We go to the prayer closet for one thing, to praise and worship our God, period. And the old lady in the back was punching her fist. <laughs> but then she was the one with the worn-out Bible. Now is the time. If you're listening what the Spirit of God is telling you, now is the time 
to get serious with God. I want to win souls. I want them to listen to me when I point them to Jesus. I want that. And I believe you do too. Lord Jesus, thank you, thank you, and thank you again for all of these three things. Thank you for showing us. Thank you for warning us. Continue to warn us. Continue to keep us in your will. And yes, Lord, we raise our hand right now and we say, Here am I, Lord. Send me. We say, Here am I, Lord. I'm ready to walk in your signs, wonders, and miracles. I'm ready to see healings in Jesus' name. I promise I'll point them to Jesus. I'll point them to you. I'm ready to go to work. And I'm willing to go through some hard times to get it. Choose me, Lord. Here am I. Send me. In Jesus' name. Now, I'm going to skip the rest of that. Let me get to the point here. I made my point. I'm going to keep it simple again today. When I was on radio and TV in Honduras, I said, accept God's gift. It's a free gift. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't cost you anything. Your teeth don't fall out. Your lips don't fall off. Ask Jesus to forgive your sins. It's as simple as that. That's not everything you need, but that's the start. That's the first step. Just say it. Ask Jesus to... Just say, Jesus, forgive my sins. I said that on radio, didn't I? Tony, radio and TV. Jesus. Look right in the camera. Jesus. Say it with me. Jesus, forgive my sins. Say it again. Jesus, forgive my sins. Starts there. Not the end of the journey. It's the start. Jesus, forgive my sins. If you just said that, if you just meant that for the very first time, send me an email. Let me know. Also, I encourage you to join Spirit of Prophecy Church. And you do that by going to Spirit of Prophecy Church or to Prophecy Club. And you click on that left side down there where it says become a ministry member. And also I encourage you to click like, share, and subscribe. Hopefully, if we get enough people doing that, it'll go around the blocking algorithms and help us to reach more people. So in summary, great miracles are coming. Persecution is coming. Gird up your loins. Be ready. Amen? Amen. Amen.